morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday for Torch Report 392, Musk versus Zuckerberg in the Vegas cage match. Friends, today we will be extracting lessons from the utter insanity of it all. Every day is a blank slate. Each sunrise brings the opportunity to embrace something new, to embark on a new adventure, to explore a new trail, perhaps a new hobby, read a new book. I mean, I could wax on philosophically about the infinite potential perpetually unfolding in the magical, mystical, mysterious moment of now, but that's not the rabbit I'm wanting to chase today. Today, I'm going to approach the news from a new angle. But first, I want to explain why. And it's because there's kind of been this emerging insight slowly forming in the deep crevices of my gray matter. And, and it may or may not matter to anyone but me. But as it stands, I feel compelled to put words to it. I feel compelled to put words to it because I doubt that I'm alone. I believe many of you may feel something similar, even the same. And, and since I have the time and I have the proclivity to speak from the heart and communicate such things, I will. There is much talk right now about needing to wake people up to what's really going on. That's good. That's really good talk. But what does that really mean? What does that really look like? What, you know, what does waking people up really look like and will it really work? Meaning, will waking people up actually solve the problems that we are facing? And friends, I believe the answer is no as a matter of fact and I want to do my best to explain that here because I've been spending, you know, the last two years doing everything I can to try to wake people up. And I do think it's important to wake people up, but, but that's not going to ultimately solve the problem. But this has been a slow realization. So I want to explain that a little bit. I want to take the chatter about Musk versus Zuckerberg in a cage match in Vegas as an example. Of course, Twitter is all a flitter, and Facebook is bursting with anticipation. It's gaining traction on the various mainstream outlets. It's entertainment, is it not? I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, people want to be entertained. Interestingly enough, entertainment is, is more or less the opposite of effort, isn't it? If you think about it, you know, when something is broken and needs to be fixed... It requires effort. When we're cold and hungry and desperate and lost, our chances of survival are rooted in effort. It should go without saying that everything requires effort, and yet the simple understanding seems to get lost in the static that's swirling around all of our societal woes. And I don't think that's by accident, friends. I believe the conditioning towards self-indulgence and entertainment, as opposed to self-discipline and effort, I believe that it's intended to make us docile and distracted. And obviously, it's been working. You know, the more I look around and see what's happening in the world today, you know, I think about the movie Idiocracy. You know, it's all by design. Like, people have seen this coming for a long, long time. Consider the buzz headlines out today about the MAGA slapdown, the MAGA slapdown. Da, da, da. You know, it's referring to Marjorie Taylor Greene calling lower Lauren uh, Bobert a little bitch. 
you know, to her face, no less, on the U on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives. It's, I mean, mind-boggling. I mean, look, look at the picture, you know. And friends, this is political entertainment at its finest, isn't it? You know, again, it's it's entertainment. And did you know that the vast majority of people get their news from their smartphones? Now, you know, the entertainment is coming through the social media feed, right? This this little, uh, this is, you know, MAGA slapdown. That, that's share, you know, MTG calls Bobo the B word. That's on Twitter, right? And the vast majority of people are getting their news from things like Twitter on their smartphones. And the bulk of news that's being consumed comes from, you know, the social media that's being fed by the algorithms that have been programmed to capture and hold people's attention for as long as humanly possible. Okay, that's the reality of that. That, you know, now that's just, of course, a few interesting facts. I put some links there in the report, friends, if you want to get into the fact that, you know, the vast majority of people are getting their information from their social media feed on their smartphones. But how many people do you think are interested in these facts? How many people are interested in learning about the fact that the Trusted News Initiative has stealthily been deployed to enforce massive government censorship at the global scale? For example, how many people do you think care about that? How many people are interested in learning any facts at all? Hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, apparently not many. Also out in the news today, math and reading scores are coming in across the nation, and we continue to plummet to the lowest levels in decades as young, vulnerable children are being taught that girls can be boys and boys can have babies. You know, they're getting dumber and dumber by the day. Friends, it's fucking insane. Pardon the French. You know, the education system has been used for institutional indoctrination for generations, but this degree of disconnect, this degree of distortion and depravity is beyond despicable. And again, it's getting worse by the day. And again, it's all by design. So will educating people help fix this problem with the education system? Hmm. No, it doesn't appear to be so. You know, how about will waking people up to this problem that kids are getting dumbed down and taught things that are not true? Is waking people up to this going to help fix the education system? And the answer is no. Uh, waking people up to this problem is not going to fix the problem. And that's just one major, you know, glaringly obvious in everybody's face sort of problem. The education system, you know, the state of the nation, national education, kids these days, you know. But there have been plenty of people who have dedicated their entire lives to trying to wake people up about the problems in our education system. That's been going on for longer than I've been alive. And I'm not exactly a spring chicken here, okay? The dismal results speak for themselves. So all these people that have dedicated their lives to try to help people wake up to the, the problems with the education system, ta-da, nothing, right? The same could be said for any number of things. If you think about it, you know, there have been countless people who have tried to warn the world and help people wake up to the threat of communist subversion. There have been innumerable individuals who have sounded the alarm and tried to wake people up about the international banking cartels, the weaponized government agencies, the poisoning of the food supply, and on and on. And yet, here we are. Do you see the problem here? 
There simply are not enough people waking enough people up fast enough. Okay, which brings me back to the emerging insight that waking people up is not a viable solution. It's not that it's not important. It's just not a viable solution. Those who control the media have been mesmerizing and programming the masses for much longer than most people could even imagine, right? The degree of social programming, if it was held up to the light and properly understood, would be utterly shocking to the world. It would send a shudder down your spine. The degree of manipulation would rightly disturb every soul on the planet. And yet, all of that said, we must acknowledge that the majority of people are simply going to live out their lives and die completely blind to all of this. And perhaps ignorance is bliss. You've heard it said, I'm sure. Though I instinctively reject that notion, I believe that resistance is the spice of life and therefore resist we must. We must resist the urge to be mesmerized and distracted and entertained. The hard wiring of our brain, however, the hard wiring of human nature, makes us very susceptible to these pitfalls, you know, to be distracted, to be entertained. It's totally human, okay? It's not that distraction or entertainment are inherently bad. That's not, the, that's not it. It's just that we can very easily get sucked in, just like any other addiction. You know, the scientifically documented, intentionally engineered, addicting qualities of social media provide a perfect example, okay? It's all about dopamine. That's the way we're wired. It's the reward center, dopamine, okay? So do we wake people up to that fact, you know, that all this stuff is addicting, the distraction is addicting? Do we wake people up to that fact? If we did, are, you know, are, are people going to all of a sudden start self-regulating their social media consumption? Maybe, maybe, you know, uh, but certainly not at a scale that would have any major societal impact, right? And thus... People will stay glued to their screens and their feeds and continue to be lulled into the endless sea of distraction, the endless sea of entertainment. And the scientific outcome of this, which is very predictable, is going to be the continuation of skyrocketing mental health issues and depression and suicides. That's the outcome of that. But it also leads to an outcome wherein we have a global consolidation of power and control in the hands of some very sick sociopaths who are hell-bent on depopulating planet Earth. And, hey, you know, I mean, come on, who has time to talk about that kind of stuff? What do you mean, sociopaths trying to depopulate planet Earth? That's just a bunch of crackpot right-wing conspiracies, you know? I mean, we could be, shouldn't we be talking about Durham's bombshell report? Oh, my gosh, Durham's bombshell report. I mean, he's he's laying into the CIA and the FBI. He's, he's giving them a scathing rebuke of government corruption and stolen elections and, and the continual deep state fleecing of the American people. We should be talking about that, right? Wrong. <laughs> it's just entertainment, friends. It's just entertainment. You can wake people up to all of this deep state fleecing, but they don't really give a damn. They'd rather see Elon Musk and you know Zuckerberg fight it out in a cage match. Now, I mean, somebody probably should be pointing out that all of this is going on, or that having a another CIA operative running for president, that's just happened today, right? Uh, we should probably point all this out, and it's probably not in the best interest of the republic, but what the hell? You know, it makes for great political theater, right? So, 
on the note of waking people up, what do we wake people up to? You know, the, the realization is that we simply cannot wake people up to all of this stuff. It's mathematically impossible. There's not enough time in the day. There's not enough attention span to wake people up to everything that's going on. There are too many vectors. Things are moving too fast. The convergence of capacity and intent has already overtaken us. And if you sit back and like just let it all sink in for a second, it's a very sobering reality. It's a very sobering reality that we all woke up to today, period. And yet, and yet, life is still a blank page, right? I mean, there's still something magical and meaningful in life, something special that's unfolding right in this very moment, something positive that we can choose to participate in, something we can engage in. Life is good and getting better. That's a personal mantra of mine. Life is good and getting better, better by the day. Okay. And I still believe that with everything in me, every fiber and cell of my being believes that life is good and getting better despite and in light of all of the current craziness. The story that I'm writing is one that is full of love and laughter and, and warm hugs and sun on my skin and gratitude and blessings and, and everything that makes me feel glad to be alive. When I reflect on this inherent goodness and then contrast all of that inherent goodness, life is fundamentally good, but things are fundamentally fucked up right now. Okay, when I contrast it with the insanity, with the addiction, with the distractions, etc., there's something subtle that refracts off the edge of my thought. There's a connection there, and there is a solution within this connection. Just like we cannot solve the burgeoning drug crisis by giving drugs, drug addicts, free counseling and more drugs, right? That's the colloquial interventions, you know. We also cannot solve the problem of political corruption by voting and supporting more politicians. The addictions are really equivalent there. You know, one group gets high on drugs while the other group gets high on the attention and the power that comes from being elected. It's all dopamine. It's human nature. That's the root of our problems here. But if that's not going to go away, both are being rewarded. Drug addicts and politicians are like they're being rewarded for their behavior at the biological level. And at the biological level, morality never factors into the equation. This is why you think about that at the biological level, it's dopamine. Okay, drug addicts don't care where they're getting their dopamine, politicians don't care where they're getting their dopamine. Okay, morality doesn't enter into that biological equation, which is why the progressives claim that the ends justify the means because, in their atheistic minds, there is no morality. Morality is malleable, morality is subjective, morality is pretty much meaningless except as a tool for control. Morality can be used as a tool for self-control. Morality can be used as a tool for social control. Morality can be used as a tool for total control. And friends, make no mistake, the global elites understand this very, very well. That's why there's all this talk about being a good human. And ultimately, a supplanting of human nature 
with a psychologically conditioned social consciousness. It makes people feel good. It gives them a sense of morality. However, flimsy and fallible and completely incongruent with reality it is, that sense of morality is there. Now, all of this is happening at the subconscious level. And at this point, the programming is being conducted every second of every day by weaponized AI and the algorithmic social interventions, sentinel surveillance, etc. And I still believe that we desperately need to wake people up to this fact. That's why I wrote the book, Hackable Animals, okay? Though I no longer believe that waking people up is the ultimate solution. I don't think it's possible. You know why... People get so excited when they see a cage fight. It's not just because it's entertaining, right? It's because there is a vicarious connection to a visceral experience. People want to feel alive. They want to imagine what it might get feel like to get punched in the face. You know, when you're when you're fighting for your life, things are less complex. Right? It's kill or be killed there in the octagon, and there's, there's really no time to think about it. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, and for all of these reasons and more, it would be awesome to see Musk and Zuckerberg square off in the octagon. I'm not going to lie. I'd pay for that. Pay-per-view, sign me up. Okay, But that's not the lesson here. We need to make life more... Uh, I should, you know, hmm. We need to make life less complex. The situation really is do or die. And the time is nigh that we act on that fact. How are you going to write your next chapter? Are you going to write it on your knees in subjugation to an inescapable global surveillance state? Or are you going to write it as a hero who fought for freedom with a battle cry, live free or die? Friends, the choice is yours. The rage is stronger than the fear. The emotion is stronger than the mind. The passion is stronger than power. And we're not going to win by waking people up, friends. We're going to win by making people feel what's real. Whether that's a smack in the face or a you know, warm, friendly embrace, friends, we have to connect at the human level so people can feel what's real. And I think therein lies the solution. Friends, the choice is up to you. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or the website. Click the email, go to the website, click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this thrilling thought-provoking Thursday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.